0: Chapter thirty seven of Love's Shadow by Ada Leverson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Helen Taylor. Chapter thirty seven Sir Charles. Early that afternoon, Hyacinth was sitting in the library in the depths of depression when Sir Charles Cannon was announced. She had forgotten to say she was not at home, or she would not have received him, but it was now too late. He came in and, affecting not to see there was anything the matter, he said, "'I've come for some consolation, Hyacinth.' "'Consolation? Is Aunt Janet in a bad temper? I saw her pass yesterday in a green bonnet. I was afraid there was something wrong.' "'Is that so? This is interesting. Can you actually tell the shade of her temper from the shade of her clothes?' "'Yes.' "'Can't you?' "'I don't know that I ever thought of it.' "'When Auntie is amiable, she wears crimson or violet. "'When she's cross, she always introduces green or brown into the scheme. "'You watch her, and you'll find I'm right.' "'I have observed,' said Sir Charles, slowly, "'that when we're going out somewhere that she isn't very keen about, "'she always wears a good deal of shiny jet. "'And when we're at home alone, and something has happened to vex her, "'I seem to remember that she puts on a certain shaded silk dress "'that I particularly hate.' because you never know where you are with it. Sometimes it's brown, and sometimes it's yellow. It depends on the light. And anyhow, it's hideous. It's very stiff, and rustles. I know. Shot taffeta. Oh, that's a very bad sign. Has she worn it lately? Yes, she has. A good deal. What's been the matter? Oh, she has. May I smoke? Thanks. Some mysterious grievance against you. She's simply furious. "'It seems it has something to do with somebody called Jane's sister.' "'Oh, tell me about it. "'Well, it appears Jane's sister wanted to come and be your housemaid, "'and you won't let her, and she's very disappointed. "'You've no idea how badly you've behaved to Jane's sister.' "'Fancy! How horrid of me. Tell me some more.' "'And it's all through Miss Yo. "'In fact, Anne's enmity to Jane's sister is quite extraordinary, unheard of. "'By some deep and malicious plot it seems she prevented you yielding to your better nature. "'Or something, and there it is. "'Oh, Hyacinth, I wish she hadn't. "'It makes your aunt so nasty to me. "'Yes, I get the worst of it, I can tell you.' "'Poor Charles, I'm sorry. "'If I'd known that you were going to suffer for it, I should have insisted on engaging her. "'Is it too late now? "'I believe we've got another housemaid. "'But can't she come too?' "'I fear it is too late.' and when Janet has got accustomed to a grievance, she doesn't like having it taken away, either. No, nothing can be done, and I am having a time of it. However, it's a great comfort to see you. You're never worried, are you?' "'Never worried.' "'Why, Charles, if you only knew. Of course I've been divinely happy. But just now I'm in real trouble.' He looked at her. "'But I can't bear anyone to know it.' "'Then don't tell me,' he said. "'Oh, I must tell you. Besides, very likely you'll hear it soon.' Then she added, "'It's not impossible that Cecil and I may separate.' "'My dear child?' "'I believe he likes someone else better.' "'This is nonsense, Hyacinth, a mere lover's quarrel. Of course you must make it up at once. He's devoted to you. Who could help it?' She broke down. "'Oh, Charles, I'm so unhappy.' Sir Charles felt furious indignation at the idea that any man could cause those tears to flow. He put his arm round her as if she had been a child. My dear Hyacinth, don't be foolish. This is not serious. It can't be. He had known her intimately since she was ten, and he had never seen her cry before. The old tenderness surged up in his heart. Can I do anything, dear? No, no, Charles, I should die if he knew I had told you. "'Surely it must be your imagination.' "'I think he deceives me, and I know he prefers that horrid woman.' "'Don't cry, Hyacinth.' She cried more, with her face buried in a cushion. He kissed the top of her head, pityingly, as if in absence of mind. He remembered it was the first time for eight years. Then he got up and looked out of the window. "'Cecil can't be such a blaggard. He's a very good fellow.' "'Who is this new friend that you're making yourself miserable about?' "'It isn't a new friend. "'It's Lady Selsey.' "'Sir Charles stared in amazement. "'Eugenia? "'Why, she's the best creature in the world. "'Utterly incapable of—' "'I'm perfectly certain she cares for nobody in the world but Selsey. "'Besides, to regard her as a rival of yours at all is grotesque, child.' "'Ah, yes?' You say that because you regard me almost as your daughter, and you think I'm prettier and younger and so on. But that's not everything. There are no standards, no rules in these things, and even if there were, the point is not what she is, but what he thinks her. He thinks her wonderful. Well, what has happened? Never mind the details. I know his feelings, and that is everything. You've had a quarrel, I suppose, and he's gone out of the house in a temper, is that it?' I told him that I should leave him and go away somewhere with Anne. Anne wouldn't go, of course, you're right, she wouldn't when I asked her this morning, or I should be on my way to Paris by now. If he treated you really badly, said Sir Charles, she would have gone. It must be that she knows there's nothing in it. I've offered to remain on condition that we are merely friends, and he won't hear of it. No wonder, said Sir Charles now hyacinth you know you've always been a spoilt child and had everything on earth you wanted you must remember in life sometimes little things won't go right anything might have gone wrong anything in the world and i would have borne it and not cared but that i would do anything to see you happy again he said you know that she looked up there is a tone in the accents of genuine love that nothing can simulate, she was touched. Look here, Hyacinth, promise me to do nothing without letting me know. I promise, Charles, and I assure you that everything will come right, I know. I've had a little experience of the world. Won't you trust my judgment? I'll try. You are a comfort, Charles. And to think I came to you for consolation, he said. Well, Hyacinth, "'I shall bury this. Forget all about it. "'Next time I see you, you'll be beaming again. "'It's a passing cloud. "'Now, what do you think I've got to do? "'I've got to go home and fetch Janet "'to go to a meeting of the Dante Society "'at Broadwater House.' "'Good gracious! "'What on earth does Aunt Janet know about Dante?' "'Nothing, indeed. "'I believe she thinks he wrote a poem called Petrarch and Laura. "'But someone told her it's the right thing to do.' and when Janet thinks anything is the right thing. He took his hat and stick. Try and forgive Cecil. I'm sure he adores you. We all do. Thanks, Charles. And I do hope Aunt Janet won't be wearing her green bonnet this afternoon. Thank you, dear. I trust not. Good-bye. End of chapter 37